the Battleface podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battleface. Hello, everyone. You have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And joining me as always, uh, Derringer? Question mark? Yeah. It's Derringer. Doing his Derringest. But where is the draw phase? The draw phase happens whenever I do art streams because that's all I do is draw. <laughs> Which reminds me, I should do one of those at some point soon. What? Yeah, you haven't drawn a thing in a minute or two. What do we? What do we have? Uh, what what do we have planned for this Saturday or for this Sunday? Isn't it just like the Master Duel tournament? Uh, I think so. Okay. I don't, I don't think we had anything special. No, oh, okay. Well, I mean, the Master Duel tournament is special. It's very I don't think special. We had anything special? I have some. I have a special fondness for it in my heart. I don't uh, think we have anything special for it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Master Duel tournament is very special. You're correct. Uh, what? What is the fact of the day, Almighty Dare Chan? Have you a fact of the day to share with us? Uh. Uh, fact of the day rice spelled backwards is uh, E-C-I-R there you go that is in fact a fact is it an interesting fact? we don't know but it is in fact one uh, bef- well, you can't have an interesting fact and a fact uh, two different things I got you uh, before we begin please remember to like, sub, and share it is the quickest way to help the podcast grow and plus, you know, it gives us those analytic bumps, which makes me oh so happy. And uh, if you're listening to us on our podcasting platforms and the audio-only platforms and would like to watch us live, please remember that you can find this show being broadcast live every Friday on YouTube.com slash at the battle phase. Uh, we, we are here every Friday, roughly around 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, uh, you know, we, we do this show live. We chat with you live. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you lucky, you might get a shout-out. And we are alive. <laughs> well, for, for now, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much... Wow. Uh, how awfully lo- dark. Yeah, awfully dark. Super dark. Yeah. Uh, how 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 sh- lucky do you have to be to get a shout-out there? Would you say 30% lucky? Uh, on a good day, yes. Uh, but uh, what are you up to this week, Dare? I'm watching the international, like I've been doing for the past weeks. How is that going? The uh, the the grand finals are this weekend, mm-hmm. and the, the the final weekend's usually like the best weekend to watch because that's they do all the fun stuff, like they do new hero reveal, the cosplay tournament, mm-hmm. the short film tournament, mm-hmm. the all star match. Um, and then of course the grand finals. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's, that's what, that's what we're doing. Is your favorite team winning? Uh, my favorite team hasn't played in a long time. So it's one of those things that 
I'm just watching to be watching. Okay. So, like, now, why hasn't your team played in a long time? Is it just because they don't qualify, or why? Uh, the the team, like, broke up a, a while back. Oh, okay. So you're you're but, basically just watching for the love of the game in that case. Yeah, which, like, I never understood, like, why people would just watch football if, like, their favorite football player was gone or stuff like that but i understand it now yeah you don't have to like somebody to watch the the game yeah you you could just like the game for what the game is right so this is this is what we're doing now we're doing this again i didn't mean for this to happen but yes it, <laughs> this is a gengar car it's a gang car it's a gang car <laughs> uh, I, I did made the pun before you yes you did uh, as for me, I've been watching uh, uh, this anime that I read the manga to, and I have been just absolutely waiting for this adaptation because this anime is so good. Oh, my God. Like, the manga has one of the most interesting premises that I have ever read in, in, a, in, a, in a manga. So whenever I heard that there was an anime adaptation, I was like, oh, man, this is going to... This this can either be like super super good or like super super disappointing. And so far, the studio is doing excellent. It looks like Siggy in the chat agrees with me. He says it's so good. Yes, it's called Free Ren Beyond Journey's End, uh, by uh, produced by Toho Animation. So I'm excited about it. Uh, two weeks without an isekai? That's wild. Uh, it's uh the story of how something can have a profound impact on you, even if you only experienced it for a moment, and about how connections can transform you even without your realizing it. Uh, the titular mage, uh, for whom the anime is named, Freeren, uh, was a member of the Heroes Party who defeated the Demon Lord. But that's what happens before the anime. The anime starts when their journey concludes, basically. Uh, it follows the, her adventures as she embarks, uh, the the adventures that she has after she defeated the Demon King with Himmel the Hero. Um, it's a, I always kind of described it a little bit like it's a little sad, kind of, but not not like so much so that you would call this like, you know, depressing. It's It's sad in like a happy way. It's like this very bittersweet thing. Um, with Freeran being an elf, she will outlive everyone that she's traveled with and will probably live on to, to be older than their legend even. Uh, so although their journey to defeat the Demon King took about 10 years, uh, Freeran knows that um, what appears to be a long time for her companions is, isn't even one one-hundredth of her life. So, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where like, she lives to be old enough to watch her fellow companions age and eventually die. And uh, it's kind of like this this weird journey where she decides, I'm going to retrace the steps that we took on our 10-year journey to defeat the Demon King. By uh, I'm going to retrace our steps so that I can see if by traveling the same path again, I can learn about these people who knew me for their whole lives, but I only knew them for a fraction of mine. Uh, and it's kind of like a intercut. Like her, her journey is intercut with like flashbacks and memories to the first time that she embarked on this quest, right? 
And it's just kind of like you see how she was back then and you see how she is now. And it's kind of impossible to deny that this 10-year journey, even though for her it is is what, you know, what would be like maybe a day for us, like maybe, maybe not even, like maybe what would be an hour for us, it's, uh, it had a significant impact on her forever because the person that she is now, that the journey's over, is just absolutely 100% different from what, who she was whenever she first started it. Um, now also, yes, uh, Grisigi brings up a good point. Freerin is a loot goblin for magic. So along her journey, if there's any chance for her to pick up just some spells or some grimoires or whatever, she will go out of her way to just like get it. And, and that's a lot of the comedy in, in this is that, you know, uh, she, there'll be like a dragon's nest. And it's like, do we have to kill the dragon? No, but he has a grimoire in his nest and I want it. <laughs> so... It, it's just like this, uh, like oh, there's a there's a treasure chest. Well, maybe it has a, a a grimoire in it with magic spells, and it turns out to be a mimic. So she's just stuck in the mouth of a mimic for for like days. <laughs> so it, it's kind of one of those really really funny ones. There's a lot of like character comedy. There's a lot of like just excellent world building, and I feel like just the themes of it are just like really really sweet i want to say like really like really wholesome it's it's something like that you know like things don't have to be in your life forever for them to impact you for them to change you and or to change you in a positive way no less and the things that do have an impact generally you you probably won't even notice it but it's there and it's just it is absolutely fucking stunning when i read the manga i was like god i have never seen anything like this before like uh this is this is just completely different it was actually going to be my next manga review on the channel but i just oh my god i spent so much time working on that script and i was like this is going to end up being like a two-hour script because there is just so much to say about this this manga holy cow uh so yeah like in the end i'm just like i could i could try to review the first season of the anime maybe <laughs> Because reviewing the manga is proving to be monumental. It, it is ridiculous. It, it is just a huge undertaking. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Siggy also mentions that there's. it's not about the fan service. It's funny because fan service is kind of implied in a few situations, but you never you never see it. It's not what it is, right? Uh, so, like, for example, the, they come across this village where a kid flips up Freerin's skirt. And, and, but, you know, like, you don't see anything after he does that. He's just a kid being a brat. Uh, but, like, it is mentioned, it's like, hey, that's that kid that flipped up your skirt. And it's like, yeah, that, that happened, but, you know, it's whatever. And there's a mention of a spell that lets you see through clothes. And, and you know, at first it's like, oh, no, for nefarious purposes? I'm like, yeah, you know, so you can see if your enemy's carrying weapons or whatever. You know, so it's almost like it, it, there's a setup for, for lewdness, but they never follow through on it. It's just almost like playing with your expectations a little bit. Like, you expect to see it, and then nothing happens. So, kind of great. Yeah, it's it's tasteful, absolutely. Uh, so, this is this is a really good anime, and oh my god, like, I... I who it, it is... It it will tug on your heartstrings. It will 
it will move you in weird ways and it'll just make you really appreciate like the people in your life because like this is an anime that basically does say like hey people in your life have impact even if you don't realize it and you know you don't want to be at the end of their life before you thank them for it so it's just it, it is really 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 good i i cannot say enough good things about this anime would you want to have a fate like that where you live for 900 plus years and everyone around you has like a normal human lifespan. Yes. Would you not? Really? No, I don't I don't really for normal. I don't want to live for a normal human lifespan. Yikes. <laughs> uh, I you're here telling me that I'm going to have to like spend 900 years meeting new people, watching them die, meeting new people, watching them die. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Why not? No. Oh, well, ah. well, first, I don't like meeting people in the first place. <laughs> so having people getting attached to them and then knowing that you're going to outlive them by like 900 years. Yes. Not not like a pleasant thought to me. Right. Uh, and then that same thought, knowing that they will die before you and then having to meet people again and try to like reform like try basically try to replace them is just like not a pleasant thought yeah i mean like it, it is kind of like a one i think kind of like an underlying theme of this anime is like a long life can actually be a curse you know like because imagine like this isn't something that's outright said but it, it is understood that by the time that you know the hero himmel came to recruit freeren for for his journey she had already been alive for like about a thousand years, something like that. Uh, alive long enough to where the person who taught her magic is now revered as the legendary mage from a, a century ago, you know, like from, from centuries long ago, for long forgotten, right? Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of one of those things like where, where it's like, is long life a gift or is long life a curse? Like... If you live this long, you're you're basically living to watch everything you know die, and uh, for some people, it's like that. That's too big of a price to 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 pay for longevity. Uh, I I don't know if I if I would agree. I mean, I guess for me, it's like curiosity is the is the most. Uh, so like I, I would be curious to see what would happen a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now. Like a thousand years from now, I, I want to I want to live to see, you know, and uh, is the price of losing everyone I've ever loved. I mean, the thing is, yes, that's not a pleasant thing, but there are there there is an infinite number of of more things and more people to love as you live. You know, it, it's it's tragic that none of them can travel with you the whole way. But, like, at the same time, it's like, would you consider having loved and having lost, like, that big of a, of a, like, j just because the journey ends, does that make it any less significant? I don't, I personally don't feel like that's the case. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, I... I, I've been on record with my wife of saying I want to live. Uh, I want to live long enough to see everyone I love die. 
And she probably just looked at you and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? She did. <laughs> that, that is true. I want to know that I outlived all of them because I, I'm better. Yeah, exactly. I want to know that I all of my children and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren couldn't stand up to me because I'm the best. <laughs> well, I mean, if you... Well, I guess, like, they could die from unnatural causes. I was going to say... Like if you're outliving your children and great grandchildren and great great grandchildren, mm-hmm. there, there's something wrong with your children. And that, that is true. Where it's something wrong with you, which means you wouldn't be the best. I'm the best because I survived the longest. That's how life works. <laughs> that or you're a murderer. No, that's true too. That's true too. Siggy uh, uh, says that you're actually on to a plot point there, and it's not something that uh, he wants to spoil for you. So, yeah, but uh, so I guess in that in that uh, in that thought, we will move on to in anime and entertainment. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho might be receiving a new anime. Isn't this the one that had like a really sad first episode or something? It did have a really sad first episode, and then it, after that, it it just I would say that this one kind of de- bends the rules of what it is a lot because you're right. It, it did have a very sad first episode because the main character gets run over by a car and dies. But instead of being isekai he kind of hangs around as a ghost at his own wake and realizes, holy shit, I'm only 15 and I had already thrown my entire life away. Maybe I want to come back and do good. And he's given that opportunity. He's given the opportunity to come back and have uh, and lead a better life uh, by fighting ghosts and demons and shit. It's great. <laughs> See, the only like knowledge of Yu Yu Hakusho that I have is I bought a art, uh, an issue of I think it was Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. It was like the old Yu Gi Oh like magazine that you could. It yeah. had, like, different articles and stuff in it, and you could buy, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and it would show, like... It was basically, like, TCG player before the internet. Right. Like, one of those. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, a small little Yu-Yu Hakusho, like, manga panel in it. And they were playing, I think, Chinese checkers or something that kind of looked like Chinese checkers. And I was like, oh, so it's Yu-Gi-Oh, but... They played Chinese checkers instead of. <laughs> oh my As gosh! Like, Can uh, you imagine um, Yu-Gi-Oh! But any other game except Yu-Gi-Oh! Like Yu-Gi-Oh! But we're playing dominoes. <laughs> like, that, that's that's literally what I thought the <laughs> show was for like the longest time, and I was like, I'm not gonna watch this because it just seems like a stupid idea. Right. And then, and then people were like, Oh no, he's a ghost that comes back and fights demons and stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's not Chinese checkers at all. And, and something to be said about like uh, the the mangaka for for this particular uh, uh, show, uh, Yoshihiro Togashi, who also does Hunter Hunter, is that I don't know why he decided to go so freaking hard on the drip for the characters in Yu Yu Hakusho. Man, like th- this is like '90s fashion at its peak, and I'm just like. Holy mother of mercy. Like, you'll go back and watch some old episodes, and you're like, man, this guy knew how to give his characters drip. This is insane. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty great. Uh, but, like, the news is kind of... I'm taking it with, like, a grain of salt, because, uh, the firstly, I don't know any credentials for the Twitter account that posted this. Like, I know the Twitter account, 
but like whenever I try looking into who they are, what they do, all I know is that they got a blue check mark. And to me, that doesn't tell me automatically that you're anything. You no, know? it just means that you you gave uh, Elon Musk some money. Yeah, he, he was like, all right, yeah, here you go. Yeah, so like there there's that. Uh, but additionally, there's there's no talk of any studio being attached to the project, or at least no studio has been announced. And so, like you know, the sources seem kind of sketchy, but I I kind of like the idea of this uh, because hold out hopes for it. yeah, I'm not gonna hold out hopes for it. I am holding out hopes for it, but like yeah, I'm, that's what I'm, I said, and you're like, no, I'm not. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Is what it is. You know, like uh, until I see more substantial information, I'm kind of like, eh, eh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see. Um, it could be a thing. It, it could be a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. I don't know. One thing that I want to say about it is, uh, what was I going to say? Is the initial run of it was actually never finished, to my understanding. Like the first anime covered a couple of story arcs from the manga, but then it just kind of like ended. And I think the reason for that was because the mangaka ha- had health issues, which we've mentioned in Hunter Hunter, you know, stories in the past that he- he's one of those that overworked himself to the point where now he just has chronic health issues. Um, so, yeah, you know, like uh, it'd be interesting to see a, a proper conclusion to it uh, if he's adding any of that to it. Uh, or, you know, like if he if it's just going to be just like the previous one and we're just going to like, you know, end it at a certain story arc that's fine too um the anime for it was actually kind of great i actually really like the stylistic choices that they took with it they made it look like really grungy sometimes they would use like off color schemes to to indicate like tense situations like i remember this one particular scene where he's chasing where he's chasing a doctor responsible for for some kind of some kind of crime and, like, the entire scene is in red, you know, to just kind of, like, I- indicate the dire circumstance that's going on. And, and so it's in red with, like, different hues of red. And I'm just like, this is interesting. Anime don't do this a lot. And, and this was a stylistic choice that made it look phenomenal, in my opinion. So, you know, kind of cool. And there is an, uh, also Siggy in the chat says... Uh, isn't there an upcoming live action adaptation? Yes, there is an anim- uh, a live action adaptation for this coming to Netflix also, uh, which Netflix, uh, huh, uh, they they had success with One Piece. M- maybe they do good with this too, uh, because we speaking of One Piece, because we all recall Death Note, and Death Note was not fun. Uh, but yeah, speaking of One Piece, twenty fifth anniversary, man, twenty five years ago was the place to be. Like, what else has had a 25th anniversary recently? Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon? <laughs> was Pokemon 25 years ago? Yeah. I feel like Pokemon came out a lot longer than that. Uh, yes, uh, the, the Pokemon came out a lot longer than that, but like, uh, I think that they celebrated their 25th... Uh, uh, it was either last year or like late the year before. I remember because my, uh, you know, me being like a Pokemon collector, I do look for the cards, and I remember chasing down the 25th anniversary packs. I actually, speaking of cards, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my god, you didn't put the 25th anniversary collector pack thing. Yeah, or, no, you did. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. Shut, up. Yeah. shut up. It's later. Uh, yeah. yeah, 25 years of One Piece. And th- this is. Yayo, freedom. Gotta give up, Luffy. Dreaming, don't give up. Dreaming. 
dreamer. We're dreaming. But so, like, this is actually a 25th anniversary celebration of the TV anime, uh, which premiered 25 years ago. And then four kids made probably what was arguably the worst, the best, best. <laughs> like the worst slash best like anime intro ever. Like they they didn't have to go that hard, but they did it for you. So. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is kind of funny. Uh, so he, the celebration for this kicked off with a, uh, with a, a TV ad, uh, where uh, what's it called? Um, I lost my train of thought. Kicked off on October twenty first with a TV ad titled "Hitotsunagi no Hyakugoju Byo." I probably butchered that. But basically, it means 150 seconds in a row, uh, where basically it was a long ad, 150 seconds of people just gushing over like the different things where One Piece has expanded to. Like, so, you know, the manga, the anime, movies, uh, games, card game, card game etc. Uh, so just kind of like just a celebration of everything that One Piece has been in, in the past 25 years, right? And uh, if you if you're an eagle-eyed or like a fox-eared viewer, you uh, and if you got both, you that's really something. I don't know how you did You'd that. You'd be dreaming. You'd be dreaming. But uh, if you're an eagle-eyed viewer or a, or a fox-eared viewer, you will notice that there was a couple of cameos in the, in this ad. Like for example, the very first scene, there's a guy reading the One Piece manga, and he happens to be Makenyu who is the guy who plays Zoro in the live-action One Piece. Uh, so, And, and he kind of drops two of Zoro's lines just, just casually, you know, so, like, fans listening would be like, ah, he said the thing, you know? He goes, Ryu Wakateki Wukurao. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> what is that, Genji's ultimate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hanzo. It's Hanzo. Close enough. <laughs> Uh, I was like, that sounds like something Overwatch. Was that Genji? Ryuwakateki <laughs> Wukurao. It's like the only Japanese I know. Yeah, so so he do, he does drop a couple of Zoro's lines, which is kind of cool. Uh, and you know, there's also like uh, the, the <laughs> Zoro just like pulls out a bow, yells that, and two giant dragons just fly at the uh, bad I, dude. I, I gotta send you something now that you're you're making me think of a thing. Uh, but what was I going to tell you is, uh, the, the other cameo is the guy who's playing like the card shop owner. Uh, and he's, um, you know, at he's first the voice for Ace. Yeah. He's the voice for, uh, for Blackbeard. Ace. No, not Ace. Oh. He, he's the voice Ace. for Blackbeard. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, and you know, like you, I, I wouldn't have recognized him because I don't, I don't know what his voice actor looks like, but, um, you recognize the voice, though. Yeah, I recognize the voice whenever he he does Blackbeard's trademark laugh, where he's like, ha, 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 ha. so you know, it's just like, oh, okay, that's the guy, you know. Uh, so kind of kind of a fun thing. It's it's a really wholesome, uh, what's it called, commercial to look at because it's basically like, hey, this is older generations who perhaps grew up with One Piece with younger generations who are now experiencing it for the first time. You know, you have a lot of uh, scenes where it's like parents and kids bonding over one piece you know like 
uh, or, or like friends, you know, introducing each other to like different aspects of One Piece, right? Or like groups of friends or siblings playing One Piece video games together. Uh, so kind of a fun thing, you know, like it was really wholesome and I, I personally enjoyed it. Supposedly it's the first one of these. There there will be others to come and I, I guess I'll touch on them when they when they get here. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. <laughs> in video games, there wasn't anything, question mark? Didn't see anything in video games? So here's a picture of Bard having tea. What kind of tea is it, do you think? Does he take it with uh, milk, sugar, honey? Shamamale tea. Yeah, I, I, I that's I believe that's what how it's pronounced. Shamamale. Yeah, f- fun fact: it's actually not not even tea. It's just boiled Gatorade. Shamamale tea. <laughs> but wait, actually, Dare had something last minute. Woo! We were about to have like an episode with nothing about video games. That was that felt bizarre. Uh, but uh, this appears to be a RuneScape event. Dare plays RuneScape. Oh, it's like World it's of Warcraft, enough. but different. It's not enough. It's, it's not. <laughs> said it's true <laughs> it's not an event they so an old school runescape they've had a boss called Vorkath for the longest time mm-hmm. where it's like this undead dragon and since recently runescape added the necromancy skill mm-hmm. i say recently it was like what five months four months yeah, ago. it was a couple of months ago yeah uh they, they've been doing this new quest line where uh, there's this really evil, powerful dude called a Masharat. Yeah. And he is the quote-unquote necromancer Masharat. And he is reviving for Kath so he can send his undead army to take over the uh, the runescape land. Can't remember his name right now. Gilinor. That's it. <laughs> runescape it's, uh, land. And, it's a anagram for religion. Fun oh, fact. is it? I didn't know that. That is a yeah, fun fact. Eleanor, because it's is Siggy still the in the gods, chat? He asked for a fun fact. You just gave us one. To, all the gods came to Gilenor, mm-hmm. so it's a world ran by religion. But um, yeah, Vorkath is being brought into Runescape 3 mm-hmm. after being in old school for a long time, and it's going to be November 20th is the release date so mm-hmm. it's cool uh they said a while back that we we're going to get a necromancy exclusive boss and everyone kind of figured it was going to be Warcath. so nah. it's nice to actually have that confirmation but they announced this today in a live stream on twitch that i wasn't able to watch because i was at work no well that's a shame but at least you got you got the news which is exciting i, I was yeah. I was like, it's like World of Warcraft, but different. Because like, what was it last week? I was like, oh, Dota. It's like League of Legends, but different. Yeah, and that's why we got so much hate mail. Yeah, week. we got so much hate mail that week. People calling us whack. Who called us whack? You take it back. Uh, but exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say you you probably had something to add about the internationals at this point, but uh, you also talked about it earlier, so I don't know if you had anything more to say about that. Uh, Liquid is currently playing against Team Spirit. They're both like this is the upper bracket hmm. of the finals, so uh, it's guaranteed third place, and I think fourth or fifth mm-hmm. for whoever wins and loses. 
Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Team Liquid has a like group stage mm-hmm. record of eleven or twelve and one, and Team Spirit had a group stage record of eleven and one. So these are the best of the best, yeah. and kind of looking at Liquid because they were really good at one. You see Team Liquid in a lot of things too. I mean, like every time that I hear esports, you know, Team Liquid is a is a team. You know that that's uh, that's doing that. Uh, it's there, there's there's a bunch of uh, teams that are like really big, mm-hmm. and they have like of, of course you're gonna associate with the game that you like and the game that you play, but it's always nice to see that like I'm a not as sincere fan from Dota. Mm-hmm. But if I look at CSGO, well, they have a CSGO team. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they have a League of Legends team. And I'm pretty sure they have an Apex, uh, like a group that play Apex. Right, right. Like and all the games that are popular, Fortnite. not like yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> I think they had, an, I th- they may have had an Overwatch team at one point. I don't know. At one point, probably. But like, I don't think anymore, no. But uh, also in uh, gaming news, uh, Joel. 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 Yeah, Joel. Very Joel. Uh, so I guess with Joel in mind, we're moving on to card games. We actually have quite a bit of talk about about card games this week. Uh, starting, Joel. starting with a with a crossover that I never thought I'd live to see, but uh, more universes beyond, multiverses even, uh, Marvel and magic. Marvel Comics and Magic the Gathering. You sent me this, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I wonder if he remembers that I said I don't know anything about, like, superheroes. No, I I knew. Uh, But here's... uh, So I think this is kind of one of those things where we're kind of, like, going to be on the same page where it's like, I like crossovers, but I feel like this one just doesn't fit, you know? I, I didn't think the Fallout one fit. But then after seeing the cards, I was like, okay, I can see how all these work. And it's, they added a new mechanic. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like Siggy is saying, the Doctor Who one also is just like, I, I don't see how this one fits. There, there's no, like a lot of the Doctor Who stuff is like really good. There, there's no question that, you know, mechanically, Wizards of the Coast doesn't miss. You know, like, the, it, are the cards going to be interesting? 100%. Yes, I, I think so. Uh, it's just kind of like it feels weird when you have Captain Marvel sitting next to Pinkie Pie with (laughs) dog meat like right there right? and then the fifth doctor is like on the field tapped and attacking you right I feel like this uh, I don't know man like because magic used to be like the quintessential like fantasy card game right like the high fantasy card game quintessential quintuplets Oh, that, that, I'm looking forward to the movie. Also, I know I know which quintuplet he picks now, and it wasn't one that I expected. I was like, "Whoa, really?" Like, blew my mind. Uh, uh, according to Siggy, he feels I have like no DC. Clue what just happened there? Okay. Siggy says that uh, DC would fit much better than Marvel, kinda because DC. So the difference is. Uh, between DC and Marvel, and this is something that I feel like a lot of comic fans uh, will agree with, is that in Marvel, they're humans with godlike powers, but in DC, it's like they're gods trying to live among humans. 
it, it's kind of it's kind of the difference that we make. It's like DC DC what's it called? Uh, superheroes are basically godlike, but they're trying to to live among humans, you know. Uh, and I, I only know of Batman, and he's a human. Oh, bad God! You mean like the the shit that Batman gets away with just by virtue of being Batman makes me feel like he needs a superpower. Well, he, he's like super strong and stuff, right? No, he like works out. Well, I know he so, doesn't have like superpowers, but he's like strong and smart and supposedly. But the the thing is, he's he's out- Kaiba. He's buff Kaiba. Yes, but he's also outsmarting things that should theoretically be way How smarter do we than know he is. That Batman isn't actually Kaiba because well, yeah. let's look at it. Both of them have no parents. Yeah, I mean, true. Both of them are millionaires. Uh huh. That's all I got. Okay, I was about to say, is there more to that? <laughs> I, I don't know enough about Batman to continue comparing them to Kaiba, but they're basically the same person. As Batman well. has done some feats where I'm just like, dude, really? Like, you know, like, oh, Dark Side's Omega Beams never miss, but somehow Batman dodged them. I'm just like, whoa, what? <laughs> He's a human. Kaiba <laughs> went back in time to play a card game with a dead person. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny that there's parallels. They're, they're the same person yes. Batman is kaiba uh here's what i have to say that, about this is if captain america his last name is kaiba's last name is kaiba his first name is seto yeah. oh <laughs> do you know what kaiba's father's last name is kaiba <laughs> do you know what his father's first name was gozaburo <laughs> It's not his actual dad. No, it's not his actual dad. It's his adoptive dad, but yeah. So therefore, his last name is not Kaiba. Maybe. You know, like he, his last name was something else for sure. Uh, let me settle these nuts. <laughs> oh, Siki knew where I was going. Yeah. but uh, So the thing about this is if they don't make Captain America red, white, and blue, then what? what's even the point? If they don't cast... Hulk Hogan as Captain America, then what's the point? Well, I, I feel like at one point that might have been a genuine possibility, but like that that would have been way back in the day. Uh, but like, boy, do you do I have the clip to show you? Then <laughs> this is something that uh, I discuss with some of my friends who play Magic. But we we all kind of agree that Captain America fits the red and white. But the blue just does not fit. Like following Magic's ideology, he he can't be blue. It's you know blue blue's kind of like uh, it's control. It's control, and Captain America has nothing that that goes with that. If anything, he could be red, white, and green. That makes sense. But like, but like red, white, and blue, nah. It's almost like ah, oh, man. I I wish, but like part of me feels like that's just not gonna yeah, happen. Make it to where whenever you draw a card, he gets a plus one plus one counter. Or something, yeah. Captain America. That's, that's, that's how they're gonna like tie blue into him. I guess so. That that's gotta be a thing. Like if, if they don't make Captain America red, white, and blue, that would be like the biggest crime. It would be the biggest crime. I'd be like, uh, you know, heck, I can even see him being red, white, and black. You know, but like red, white, and blue just doesn't feel like it fits at all. And I'm just like, this, this is, this is awful. I hate this. Is, it, is this is Marvel the one that has like the the giant planet dude dc oh yeah i like the giant planet dude he's cool yeah you're thinking mogul the living planet yeah from dc green lantern uh, no 
think his name's like Galaxy Man or something. I don't know about that, but uh, but yeah, look, look it up. Let me know. But yeah, so this is uh, the thing is we have no confirmation on what cards are coming in this or anything like that. But I assume they're gonna hit Galactus, the Galactus. Oh, Galactus. Okay, well he's not really a planet. He's like a giant. He's big. So, yeah, he's a he's as big as a planet. Sure, but he's marble, so he could be a he could be a dude. Yeah, so I'm I'm saying like you know like we we actually will probably see like you know the the heavy hitters in Marvel. So we're gonna see Captain America, the Hulk, Thor. Iron Man, Spider-Man, some of the X-Men, uh, probably not all of them. There's a lot of them, but I don't know, Wolverine, Cyclops, maybe. Uh, what's it called? Uh, who else? Shoot. Uh, we might see the Fantastic Four. We might see Galactus. We might see some famous villains like Doctor Doom. You know, uh, so th- th- there is characters for them to play around with this, and I would be interested to see which ones they choose. Uh, however, I do, I do feel like if we're going to get any, uh, or if, that the first ones that we get will absolutely be like the ones that are the most in the public eye. So I, I suspect probably no Fantastic Four, but like absolutely anyone that's been in the Marvel movie in the past, however many years, right? Um, uh, just because those will be the ones that are recognizable. Um, Let's see, but moving on from this, uh, Rarity, that's a My Little Pony. We're bros, and we're Oni. The 25th uh, anniversary Rarity collection. I hate you. In Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> so have you actually looked through the cards in this? Because, like, okay, the, the, the Rarity upgrade thing... Mm-hmm. You're guaranteed uh, two supers, two ultras, and a secret. Neat. But any card can be any of those rarities. I like that. They also have that. You also have the chance to get a uh, 25th anniversary rare, a 25th anniversary secret rare, mm-hmm. a collector's rare, mm-hmm. which the collector's rare is the Japanese version. So. Uh, if you're familiar with what the American slash European collector rare is, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a mosaic foil. Right. But it's like hard to see. The Japanese version has like all of these foiled dots all over it. It looks really, really good. Uh, like the stuff you that have, came out in Hidden Arsenal? Uh, kind of. Okay. But it's also like the collector rare on top of that. Oh, interesting. And then they have uh, ultimate rares that you can get that are based there, the Japanese style ultimate rare, where it's like uh, an American ultimate rare, but it's also like it's a different foiling around the edge. Mm-hmm. And then it's also around the text box and the, the portrait. Mm-hmm. And then it's the ultimate rare foiling on the like card, the, the picture of the card. So there, there's, a lot of different rarities in this and the fact that we get the japanese version of rarities is amazing yeah they also have all of the cards in here that have alternate arts you can get the alternate art as well i know i saw that so (laughs) they have like both arts of ash both arts of uh eldlich eldlich um i don't remember what other cards but uh nightmare unicorn 
Oh yeah, unicorns in this too. Mm. Which some of the cards, I'm like, it's really good. I I, I want to get those, but then it's like, <laughs> the, there's cards that you can look and see and hear that's like obvious. Like, I don't want that. Like the the kind of like. Yeah, like, would you be upset if you got a pack that had the Photon Prime Galaxy Dragon or whatever that is, instead of getting a pack that had like Baron? Oh Fleur? my God, Dare! You have no idea how much you're hitting the nail in the head because on Master Duel, I've been pulling from that pack that that has like uh that has like the Galaxy stuff, but it also has like the Purelli cards, and I'm looking for the Purelli cards. And every single time I get like some galaxy eye stuff and I'm like, okay, for the last time, I'm not interested in galaxy eyes. Holy crap. Just, you know, like I, I just want the Purelli cards. Give me that. You know, so it, it's kind of like, just, just looking at the, the packs here, like the cards that are on the screen, like going through this first row, you have Lava Golem, Lone Fire Blossom, mm-hmm. uh, Effect Failure, right. all really good cards. But out of the three people don't want Lone Fire unless they're playing plants. Right. And like Rika, I don't think Rika is still being played. I don't know. Eh, I mean, then you, you have, see it. then you have Ferris, Tour Guide, and Lancia. Yeah. Out of those three, I would say Lancia is probably the only one that's currently seeing play. Yeah. Like, because, you know, and like, then you yeah. have Sphere Mode and Ash, both good staple cards. Wouldn't mind getting them. Yeah. But looking at that first row, you have three cards that you don't want to see in your pack, and you're going to see at least one or two of them. I don't know that I wouldn't times. want to see them in my pack, uh, but the thing is, I wouldn't want them to be, like, the highest rarity. Like, I would be really annoyed if any of those was the secret. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I, 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 I... Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'd be fine if they were any other rarity. You know, like... Because you expect pack filler, you know? Like, in, in yeah. anytime you're pulling something. So, I expect that I'm going to see something that I don't want. But I, I would hate to see the thing that I don't want be in the highest possible rarity. Because then that that tells me uh, I'm not going to get anything else that's good. Yeah. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, too. All of these cards can be any of the rarities that come in the set. Yes. So just because like you get a secret rare that's uh, uh, just because you get a secret rare nightmare unicorn, mm. that doesn't mean that you won't get like a super rare version of Boral Savage or right. an ultra rare version of uh, Baron. Right. The, the problem with that though is if you want to play set of something. <laughs> Your chances of getting a playset of matching rarity pot of desire or pot of, uh, I think desires is in this. Uh, prosperity is uh, in here. Uh, yeah, all oh, all of have, them are. So they, they have prosperity, yeah, they, they have, have extravagance, and and the other one, yes, desires. Yeah, but getting, I, I can't say desires because desires at two, which will make it easier. Getting a playset of equal rarity uh, extravs. It's not going to be easy because that's probably going to be one of the short printed cards. And then you're also going to get like a super rare, an ultra rare, and then like a chocolate rare or something. A chocolate that, rare? That, was, that, was, <laughs> that, that actually was another thing. They have a, a platinum, a platinum secret rare. Oh, yeah, that's which, right. I saw uh, that. All of the foiling is secret rare. And then that also has around like 
the text box a secret rare foiling. Yeah, they look really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is like a like a platinum foiling, which looks really really sweet. Uh, but yeah, not like the original platinum foiling, which you couldn't read. <laughs> yeah, really. So. Well, what do you what do you think? Like, what what's uh what's your you know desired pull out of this out of this set? Uh, the pot cards are really good. Um, Baron, Boral Savage, any of the hand traps. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically like the staple stuff that's really expensive to buy right now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. So like for me, I mean like yeah, I don't have a winged dragon abrosphere mode, so I want that one just to have it. Uh, but shoot, man, I, I can't decide. Like, uh, like I feel like Eldritch in an alternate rarity and a higher rarity would be really cool. Uh, I use oh, in- triple tactics and uh, yeah. Pretty much any of the staples. Is any of the staples. Saying. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. I didn't know. I forgot they had forbidden. Forbidden uh, droplet. And triple tactics and lightning storm, dark ruler. Oh, Nadir servant is kind of cool. Uh, you know, Baron de Fleur, Borlod Savage Dragon. You know, like the the good stuff. Give me the good stuff. Imperm. Imperm would be cool. Uh, Small world. And now here's a thing. I see that they evenly matched. I see that they included Tri Brigade Revolt, which to me is kind of like why. But at the same time, I'm like, I do play Tri Brigade, so I mean, an alternate rarity Tri Brigade Revolt would be really cool. <laughs> well, see, that, that's the thing too. Like with this set, you look through it, and there's cards that you're like, why? Yeah. Why? Why is this getting reprinted? Yeah. Like Blue Eyes Abyss Dragon. Yeah, honestly, like why? Right? Why? Now, part of me Galaxy was kind of like eyes, photon, or hyper photon, the the, the afterglow photon region afterglow, yeah, yeah. Why? And Dark-claw. I why? I agree with you, and and I think that for for this, it was because you know, like these. This is my take on it. I don't think that this is real, but like I, it's in my head canon that uh, th- this is like iconic cards throughout the years, you know? So like, you know, Lava Golem, haha, you know, like Lone Fire Blossom, so I'll play... Code Talker Inverted. Yeah. Tell, like, tell me when that one was iconic. I don't know. Uh, so see, like, that that's kind of where I'm, where I'm coming from. So it's like, I want to believe that that's the reason why, uh, but I don't think it is. So, so, you know, I don't know. Like, there's things in here like reinforcement of the army, where it's like, yeah, well, this card across the years has been great, right? Uh, or, or like, I don't know. Uh, shoot, the pots, obviously, Nadir servant, the start of the Albas lore. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, well, some of it I can understand, mm-hmm. like, because like Egyptian Godslime, that was a really expensive card that came out in a duelist pack that like no one bought. Yep. Yeah, reprinted. Chunk Speeder. That was a Mega Ten promo from like 2019, I think. Yeah. Never got reprinted. It's a good card for Synchrons. Reprint it. Mm-hmm. But it, you get you get just like stupid ones like uh, Vision Hero Ferris, which they reprinted Vision just Hero recently. <laughs> Galaxy Eyes Full Armor Dragon. Yeah. Red Eyed Metal Dragon. Or full metal dragon. Oh God! See, Inspector no. border. Uh. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You know, like some of these don't make sense. Uh, I, I like to believe that it's because of like, you know, these were iconic at some point. But eh, I might be off on that one. And that might not be the case at all. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's good to... Uh, it's good to see that there's like a bunch of cards that needed reprinted getting reprinted. Yeah. Because it's going to drive the price down. It's going to make playing competitive Dota a little bit Competitive cheaper. Dota. Because now you don't have to spend $30 for triple tactic talents. Yeah, to play competitive Dota. Lightning Dota or Lightning... Uh, I'm not watching Dota, I swear. <laughs> Lightning Storms. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, but hey, hey, you know what card isn't on here that I thought might see a reprint here? Exodia. Speaking of Exodia, D- Jeffrey Leonard win- uh, wins his uh, feature match using Exodia OTK. Wait, Jeff Leonard was the one that won? Jeff Leonard. Oh, he was the Mystic Mind God. I know. <laughs> Like, this is this means something. You know what this something. That, I, you know what I what I found out about this while I was doing research for this is that this isn't the first what the fuck deck that he plays. He like oh Mystic Mind sure, and then like what is it like whenever Mystic Mind went away, he switches to Barrier Statue Stun, and then after that, this is like Ignite Exodia FTK. I'm like, dude, can, do you like pick any decks that aren't like just? Okay, so this dude. You know, you know how old Leonard is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's an older guy. He's old, yeah, shit. And well, okay. because he his son is probably like a couple years younger than me, mm-hmm. and he he goes to tournaments and plays with his son, and he had a Mystic Mind like featured match one time, and it was great because the whole game he's just using Skull's Oracle to pick up the top three cards of his opponent's deck, look at them, put them back down. Yep. This is game two. He looks at the top three cards, and he, like, two turns in a row, he gets double uh, Cosmic Cyclone on top. Or it was Twin Twister was what he was playing, what his uh, opponent was playing. Mm-hmm. And he, he puts him down so the guy doesn't draw Twin Twister. The guy shuffles his deck, and... Uh, he ends up doing Skull's Oracle again, and it's two Twin Twisters. He gets two Twin Twisters like three times in a row, and then the fourth time he gets all three copies of his Twin Twisters on top, and Jeff's just like, this guy. But he had, he had songs set, so I mean, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. But needless but to say, I, I, I don't uh, approve I, I, I of I got his... off on a tangent. I, I forgot what I was meant to say. He, he had an after-game interview after that, and he was like, yeah, I have to play, like, brain-dead decks because I'm too old to know how to do combos. I don't know that that's true, but, like... I, His word's not mine. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, I don't know that I agree with him is what I mean to say, but uh, I, I don't think that you're too old to learn combo. I think it's just easier to learn brain-dead decks, right? His playmat is... Mystic Mind with his face on it. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, this, this guy's literally my like hero. Yeah, I figured. Uh, needless to say, I, I don't approve of his choice of decks, but regardless of my opinion on the decks he plays, 
it's fun to see the the original the original alternate win condition make an appearance at a YCS in 2023. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, I, I I've heard a lot about someone winning at a YCS with uh, Exodia, but I, I was just like, okay, yeah, cool. I didn't look up who it was. This yeah. makes this like <laughs> a thousand times better that it was Jeff. Yes, it, it's pretty great that it was Jeff. I, I'm. I'm thrilled for him. I, I just, I, part of me's like, dude, like somebody, somebody get him like a, like a purely core, like a rescue ace core, please. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. No, like, Jeff, Jeff needs to keep Jeffing it up out there. Uh, Jeff needs to continue you, being you, the best Jeff that he can. You know what? Yes. Fine. Uh, I I can't I can't hate on him. He's playing the decks that he likes, and that that's that's a good thing to see. Uh, Next thing he's gonna do is he's gonna find a way to like do the old uh, the uh, final final countdown pyroclocka destiny loop. I, I will watch that feature match. <laughs> I, I will do it. Uh, so spoiler alert: it's like twenty minutes of him going. Uh, Revive, bring this back from banished, activate it, banish it, bring it back from banished, activate it, yeah, bring it back from banished. You know, honestly, I the more I think of it, the, the more I'm like, okay, you're not too old to learn combo. This is Ignite Exodia, this has a combo, it's a long combo, <laughs> you know. So, I'm like, I don't think I don't think I agree with you with you when you is, say is that you're the, too old. Is the combo to draw a card a long combo? This this one is because you're drawing pretty much your entire deck. Well, not if you're you're only drawing your entire deck if you get unlucky. Well, sure, like, but the, the, that is that. What I'm trying to say is like, it, it it's a combo that that just keeps drawing cards. So, you know, like until you draw your entire Exodia. So you have to know how to keep how to keep the combo going until you win, you know? And so like that could potentially be a very short combo. That could potentially be a very long combo. So no, you, you, you're not too old to learn anything but brain dead decks. You're proving it by doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Jeff Leonard and he's, awesome and everything that he does yeah yeah give it to him i mean like hey here, here's what i have to say about that you know what i've never competed at a ycs so what do i know right he he obviously has uh he obviously has some knowledge of the game you know like yeah excellent good good on him please stop playing stun decks i i can't like my heart can't take it <laughs> but uh yeah. speaking of that uh wait a minute who's that Last week, a Master Duel ad for the PS5 store showed up, and uh, everybody immediately was like, what is happening? Because it featured a monster that, at the time, didn't exist. In the, in the TCG. Uh, in the TCG, oh, wait, no, in or the, in the, the OCG, OCG, or Master Duel, for in that matter. TCG. This was a monster that had never been announced, had never been revealed, anything. The first time we saw this monster was on this PS5 ad. And now it's uh, revealed that it's a Link 3 with... It's a Fire Link 3 that people think is going to be good for Fire Decks. But yeah. Fire Decks haven't been good for a while. Uh, I mean, well, what's Rescue Ace? Isn't it Fire? 
SQA's fire trucks. Yeah, so all waters. The the card in question is uh Promethean Promethean Princess Bestower of Flames. Uh it, it'll actually premiere premiere in the OCG two days before it premieres in Master Duel. So it, it's gonna premiere in Master Duel after the fact. Um and what are your thoughts on that? That Master Duel is now basically caught up with the OCG. So it, is it we'll caught up with the OCG? Cards, basically. Uh, I don't know that it, it's one hundred percent there, but like they, they're get they're getting key things from the OCG. We're getting key things from the OCG uh, on Master Duel, which uh, I honestly because look look at how weird this is. Because Master Duel for the longest time was four ish months away from the from the TCG, right? But they their their packs have been like frequent, and right? They've been. Yeah, they they've been catching up, but here that that's the weird thing though. So it was about four months away from the TCG, or four months behind, and the TCG is already four months behind the OCG. So like people in the OCG playing Master Duel, it's like they were playing a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So it was weird to me that you know like uh that that things were progressing so slow on Master Duel. Part of me was kind of like, um, I don't, I. I like, do people in in the OCG play Master Duel? It feels to me like they would be they would be playing formats that they moved on from a long time ago. And I'll, I, I, it has been at least my experience that players don't want to do that. They don't want to relive formats that already existed for them. Um, well, if the format's bad, but if yeah. you enjoy that format and that format doesn't get hit by a ban list. Then... True, true. Now that that is true. Like me personally, I didn't enjoy tier format, so having to go through it again in Master Duel was was kind of painful. Uh, but you know, like I feel like ninety percent of everybody hated tier format. Yeah, but like I enjoyed like the the twenty twenty like format with Drytron and Tri Brigade and Eldlich. I I thought that format was fun. So you know, um, it it really it really depends on the format for sure. But like it, it's weird to me, like because. Uh, if you're in the OCG and like your your presently your present deck isn't going to be in Master Duel for a year, and by the time it gets there, you, now now you're going to have moved on to something else, right? So it, it just felt weird to me. Like I'm like, how do they feel about this? So it looks like this is Konami kind of like making efforts to kind of like catch the OCG up to Master Duel. Uh, well, that's that's what I'm talking about, right? Honestly, is because. Uh, looking at it at the opposite side, Master Duel is now getting to a place where it's going to be ahead of the TCG because we're not going to get this card for a while, but it's going to be in Master Duel. So uh-huh. people who play Master Duel will be able to like test this before it comes out right. in the TCG. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I could see like other cards following suit that will be in Master Duel before they're in TCG. Right. Which uh, and means that TCG is going to be lagging behind. Yeah, I mean, that, that was always the case. So, I mean, it, it's almost we'll, like... We'll be lagging behind two things, but we'll have access to one. We'll have access to one, yes. Uh, this, that, like, I you, felt you like that was always Master the case. Duel, but you, can't, you, you can play Master Duel, but you can't play OCG here. Uh, I, I saw like, a meme where it was like, okay, where it was the... Uh, like a mom and, and like talking to her kids and one kid was labeled TCG. The other one was labeled OCG and the other one was labeled master duel. 
And like TCG asks, like, mommy, who's your favorite? And the mom says, oh, sweetie, I love all of you equally. And then she pulls in like OCG and Master Duel and is like, it's you two by a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kind of. That's why I was so happy with the 25th anniversary pack, <laughs> because we're finally getting like different rarities that Japan has had. Yes. They're actually cool. Uh, I agree. Whereas like normal. TCG rarities are just kind of like, oh, thanks, I guess, maybe. Yeah, th thank you, you know, for, for these weird gold rares that peel. <laughs> but uh, I, th I think this is cool because I, I feel like the expectation when Master Duel came out among some of the, some of the hardcore TCG players was that it was going to be a platform on which they could test cards and they could test decks before investing money on them. And it was a little disappointing to them to find out that Master Duel was going to be a couple of formats behind the entire time. So seeing that now cards that are premiering in the OCG are immediately being ported into Master Duel uh, might bring in some players that uh, had given up on the, on the platform before, which when you think about it, that's brilliant. Why wouldn't you have done this in the first place, right? Uh, but... Yeah, uh, it was always my my case uh, or my personal take that cards that haven't premiered in any format should first premiere on Master Duel just to kind of get the balancing out of the way. You know, like you you uh, you kind of like release the card, let people test it, let let you know like Konami could watch the statistics on what what's working, what's not working, and then when they finally decide to release it on paper they could like add the stipulations that make it so that the card is fair and balanced. Uh, so that way we're not having situations like Tier Ishizu happen, where it's like, oh yeah, no, the Ishizu cards were a mistake. Tier Elements by itself is strong, but with the Ishizu cards, it's just unfair, right? They, they, didn't, they didn't even learn from that, though, is the thing? No, they sure didn't. <laughs> so, What's the XC's monster in that picture? I can't, I can't read it. Oh, that's uh, uh, Teller Knight, uh, Constellar, uh, whatever. Constellar Caduceus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, I recognize two of those. Yeah, so it's going to come out in this selection pack called Record of Noble Spirits. And uh, the ones that come, uh, that are listed here on the picture are uh, Tsumuha Kutsunagi. That was a Sayak card, I believe. Right. Uh, Teller Knight Constellar Caduceus. Grand that Sol was Sayak. Was it also? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, I, I looked it up because it's like, I don't remember that, but it's ultra rare. Ah. Uh, Grand Sulfacord Coolia. I think that was Battles of Legend. And Tri-Edge Master. That was Sayak, or Battles of Legend, Monster Revenge. Yeah, and so, you know, like a, co a couple of weird cards. Uh, what was I going to tell you about? Oh, uh... There, there was talk that I saw on Reddit, and I, I personally, in my head, I was like, no chance, no chance Konami ever does this. But whenever they saw the ad for the PS5 that had this monster on it, and they, they were like, oh my gosh, could we possibly be looking at a Master Duel exclusive? And I thought, not, no shot. <laughs> you know, Konami likes making money too much, so like... If if they were ever gonna do that, the card would have to be booty, you know. Like, yeah, this is a master duel card. You know, you you can craft well, it if you want, but like, like <laughs> yes and no, because they've done that before. Have they video game exclusives? Okay, um, 
It was uh, Cyanet Codex, I think, uh-huh. maybe. There, there was two like Cybers cards from like one of like right when uh, the game came out or mm. when Links came out. Yeah, and I think the Cyanet Codex. Yeah, I don't know that card. I, I'm I'm looking it up real quick. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it was the Yu-Gi-Oh! video game promotional card for, uh, video game promotion, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but you would get this whenever you purchased one of the, like, video games that just came out. Hmm. And it's really good in Kotakers. Hmm. But, I mean, it's not... This, this is the one that, like, uh, whenever you link someone to Kotaker, you get a card from your deck of the same attribute so it just lets you continuously link climb because all the code talkers have an attribute that says you can link someone using this card in your hand oh i know the one you're talking about i remember i went up in a duel against that and it was so fucking frustrating because it's like how do i stop it because it's not a once per turn so you if you ash it well okay well i'm just gonna do it again i'm just i'm just gonna summon something else now yeah and search yeah, exactly. Uh, I bought my three copies before mm-hmm. they reprinted in Toon Chaos. And I bought my three copies for like $25 total, I think. Okay. And then they reprinted it, and now it's a 25-cent card. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> uh, so, I mean... Uh... It, it, it's it's something that could have happened, I guess could have happened. Like me personally, I don't think they would ever do this. Like you know, like that they would exclusively make a card for Master Duel. Uh, it was my hope that if it was like a Master Duel exclusive, if in the unlikely case it was, it was for the sake of experimenting with different types of formats, which I also kind of hope that Master Duel would do. That they would be like, how about we try different formats, you know, uh, and. In my head, I was like, I I had like my mind around a couple of things where I'm like, it would be cool to see this, like a master duel commander type thing, where um you know like the the way the win condition is printed on your on your deck master, you know, on your on your commander card, where it's like, you know, suddenly life points don't matter, but whatever the win condition is on your commander card, that determines how you win the game, you know. So if if a if one of your commander cards says get five link monsters to point to each other and you win or like uh you know like your your commander card says mill your this is something that i got from one piece that uh, there's a one piece leader card that says if you mill yourself out if you can't draw a card you win the game you know so like di- different win conditions like that or like the self decays you know suddenly the self decays can win is like hey if you inflict 8000 points of damage to yourself you win you know so, but like, it, it's no longer about like how many life points do, do you and your opponent have. It's about like interaction with your opponent to prevent them from doing what their deck master would want them to do. Yeah, yeah. But so with that, yeah, the with reveal of the link of three lets a suspicion of how do you feel about that? Yeah. So the question of the week is like, uh, uh, and I guess we already covered this, but how would you feel if Master Duel did have like exclusive cards that only appeared in that format? I don't know. 
I mean, we do that already with having TCG and OCG exclusives. So right, it's not like we'll never get the cards, right? Because eventually they get ported over into the other games. But yeah, like eventually they do find their way around, right? But like, like they're, they're never like super good. Like I, I can't really. What are you talking any, about? Like, Dual avatars are great. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So so is Goaty. Yeah, so so is Goaty and, and Cosmo. All, all of those are just excellent archetypes, God, man. Cosmo, Cosmo's seen some like. Yeah, Co- Cosmo has actually been pretty good in the past. Yes, you're you're right. You're like, right. For the, for the majority of like exclusives, like they're never like super overpowered. Which, right. I mean, that'd be unfair if they released it. Kind of would be yes. <laughs> and then someone took it to Worlds and ended up winning Worlds because oh well, I have this exclusive that allows me to just stop you from drawing because it's Yadagarasu, but it also uh, says, fuck you. Uh, so something I forgot to include, I didn't forget, but it was kind of like late, and I was like, you know what, we've included enough. Uh, there, there is a Master Duel update uh, as far as the ban list is concerned where Blaster is coming off the ban list, and so is Yadagarasu. Yeah. yeah. They're not that good anymore. Not anymore, like, no. Like dragon rulers were once upon a time a huge thing. Uh, I do Didn't have to we say, recently get blaster off of TCG in the TCG. Yes, uh, now now it's following suit into master duel. So we have blaster title and tempest, right? Uh, I, do we have title? I don't know. I, I know we have tempest. We have, title. we have tempest for sure. I don't know about title, but yeah, we have tempest and uh, and blaster now for sure. Yeah, Dragon Ruler format coming soon to Master Duel. Well, that was a thing. Like they, they only needed one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No title. Title still banned. Okay. And uh, the Grand Mark or whatever the other one is still banned mm-hmm. as well because that was the good one, the rock one. Redox. Yeah, Redox. Yeah. Grand Mark, Redox. Yeah, same thing. I think Grand Mark is the monarch. Yeah, he's Yeah, it is basically yeah, it's the same thing. Which speaking of, I mean like dude, like I have been competing in the Duelist Cup and I have just exhausted because it feels like I in this is kind of like the the difficult thing about preparing for a meta, right? Cuz you're expecting Kashtira, you're expecting purely. So you you build with those decks in mind and whenever you face them, you do pretty well. But then something just completely out of left field shows up and just eats you alive because you didn't prepare for that. You know, so it's kind of like your, your deck is specifically specced to deal with one threat. So an unexpected threat will just kill you. I am ashamed to admit that I lost to Monarchs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, it's almost like a best of one format's not that great. Uh, no, I disagree. But like, uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh my god, like what? What in the name of mercy? I'm like, this is monarchs, dude. How did I lose to this? And and it's not just it's not just that, but like also like I, I would like find things that I'm like normally I would have no problem with this because you know. I build my deck to be generically good to deal with most things. Uh, but, like, I don't know, like, Bestial Dragon Link can just extend for days. And, uh, and you know, like, n- never mind, like, you know, like, the, the, the problem of the bug, where it's just kind of like this really douchey thing where I'm like, oh, I spent 
18 minutes crafting a board, and then you draw a card. Maxi! <laughs> Have fun get, stopping my Maxi via my eight negates. You know, it's just... Uh, Dark Ruler no more. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, oh my god. So Lightning Storm. It's it's funny because you know like Duster. That you would at one pass. There there's just so much crap where it's just like normally I would have no problem with this, but holy cow! Like preparing for cash specifically has just made me just be vulnerable to every other thing. And you know the worst thing about it is that just playing my regular deck like as I would normally play it, I made it to like dual level nineteen. And I needed one victory to make it to dual level max. And then I had like the worst losing streak, like six games in a row where I was just like, oh my God. And I got to tell you, like sometimes I have problems with like the master duel, like shuffler, because it's like, okay, how is this the fifth game in a row where I draw into lovely labyrinth? Like the one that doesn't special summon herself. I'm like, this is, this is the fifth game in a row and I still drew her, and no it furniture. Like a skill issue. It really isn't because, like you know, like that before. If I made it to dual level nineteen, obviously it's not a skill issue. It's just I, at that point, for some reason, it just it, it just like starts messing up, and I was just like, I am drawing the worst possible hands, and I just don't understand what's happening. It's like, oh, you're going first. Here's your two lava golems. Here's lovely labyrinth, and here's like I don't know, imperial iron wall. And it's just like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, like, not even, like, a welcome labyrinth, not a furniture card, no Ariana, nothing. I'm like, come on. And the thing is, that's exactly how it happened, like, every turn. So it's like, oh, you're going first? Here's two Ash Blossoms, a Lava Golem, lovely labyrinth, and a a Solemn Strike. (laughs) You know, like, good good luck. And and it's just like, I I hate this. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, this sucks. So, uh, just just an absolute nightmare when you get to the highest ranks, dude. It's just wow. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just like, a- after I deranked twice, I was just like, I am good. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, it's too stressful. Uh, I'm I'm fine. Uh, I'm like, I'll try again next time, but like this time, just no. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's me ranting about you know losing Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, so until next time, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please remember to like, sub, and share. Uh, be, be help help the boys grow so that you can like listen to Bard tell his humidity humil- his humiliating stories of defeat and also the fact that he can't speak English apparently. <laughs> Anything else to add to the end of that, Dare? Oh no, it's just uh, you keep doing you. Now I keep doing me, and no matter how much they beg me to stop. Uh, so until next time, I have been the Midnight Bard. Uh, <laughs> and adios. Bye. <laughs>